With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I want to say thank you very much for both of you coming on our show today. And I was wondering if you could start off by just telling our listeners a little bit about how you're both involved with the movie. Naomi Grossman here. Uh, I play Janice in the movie, the, um, well, spoiler alert, cult leader's wife. Um, Alok? I'm uh, Alok Mishra. I'm the producer, one of the producers of uh, Apartment 1BR. We call it Apartment 1BR in uh, the UK and Australia, and in the States it's called uh, 1BR. And the reason for that is that you guys don't know what 1BR means. It's a real estate (laughs) abbreviation meaning one bedroom. But no one had any idea when we came out here for Monster Fest last year, uh, around this time of year, 2019, to uh, premiere in Australia. They, people were asking us in the audience, they didn't know what it meant. So we, we decided it would be a good idea maybe to change the name uh, when we came to Australia officially. Yeah, that's really weird because we actually do use that term. Like we see it in um, real estate ads all the time here. Well, we were told that no one knew what it meant, and uh, in fact, people in the Q and A for Fanta- uh, for um, for uh, Monster Fest were just like, "What does your title mean?" We're like, uh, "One bedroom." We're like, they're like, "Oh, okay, I get it, I get it." You know, that's funny that that's the case though, because like I I, I talked to so many people about that, and none of them seemed to get it, and our um, distributors said kind of the same thing. So we were like, "Yeah." Alright, that's what it is. Um, the one that, at, least you, at least you know what it yeah, is. The one that throws everybody here is in a, a real estate ad, we have WC. Does anyone want to have a go at what WC stands for? Water in, closet. Yes, yeah. We get that here and so many people are like, what's the WC? Because uh, we just call them toilets or dunnies. Um, so everyone's dunnies? Always, yeah. So... I've never heard that. Neither. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very, it's a very Aussie word. Uh, I guess bringing it back to the movie, a look. What was it about this movie that made you want to be involved with it when you read the script? Well, um, it was a great script by uh, writer-director David Marmer, a super smart guy. Um, met with him and had the same sensibilities, and just it was even better than what we got to show on the screen because we had to cut things for definitely uh, for for budget. Uh, it's a very you know small no budget film let's say um but uh, yeah it, it was just the material was great and david was great and uh the other producers that we sort of like wrangled to sort of become a you know producer posse some of our experience some of our first time including uh david marmer's uh, managers uh, allard Cantor and jared murray who have a um a production company called Epicenter. My producing partner Shane Worcester and I have a company called Malevolent Films. Uh, I, I uh, Shane, and, Shane and I had tested movies uh, for 18 years. We had done market research for film, so we'd done like all the kind of test screenings and trailer testing for all the studios here in Los Angeles. And so we did that for 18 years, and we finally got you know the time and you know space to be able to do our first film. And uh, this this was it. Awesome. Well. I guess in a way you're kind of Naomi's boss. So tell us a little bit about what it was about Naomi that made you decide that she was right for the part in the film. 
Well, first and foremost, I am Naomi's friend. And I'm not joking about it. We've yeah. been actually we've been friends for like over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so before Naomi was even pepper, you're in the Groundlings, or you know stuff like that, and um. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Do you hear me now? Just as yeah. you started to okay. make com- so, uh, me compliments, it broke up. I've been Naomi's fr- Naomi's friends for years, uh, and I, you know when she was in the Groundlings, I came to see her in the Groundlings, and when when she you know do her one woman show, and now she's on her third, she's writing her third one woman show actually. Like I mean, I, I will come see that, right? So we've been friends for years, and I was basically like, listen, I'm making a movie. Here, read the script because I want to know if I should even produce this. No, I need your opinion, and she gave me her opinion, said she'd be in the movie, and then I and I then I had to make her. And I didn't make her audition. I was like, listen, you need to meet the director, make sure it all works out. This is just a formality. And so I, you know, did the audition with her. I was reading against her, a terrible reader. I'm going to tell you that right now. As far as like, you know, I, I, I read things in weird ways. I think I'm always trying to play a late night, uh, drunken, trivial pursuit game with her, and I'm like trying to fuck up the question on purpose. Like, uh, so with a Duke of Argyle, you know, like I'll, you know, I'll speed things up. So I fucked her up a little bit, but she still got the part. And so the rest is history in that regard. But that's the thing. We're friends. She got the part because so she, she's an amazing actress, an amazing talent, brought so much to the table as far as like her horror following. She always says, you know, she didn't find horror, horror found her. Because like I said, she was in Growlings before, but all of a sudden she's this huge superstar on American Horror Story playing, you know, the part of Pepper, yeah. who's been on like two different seasons. And then, you know, I mean, in addition to that, she's been nominated for an Emmy. She's a brilliant, 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 brilliant actress. And that's how I got her, got her involved. Oh. Awesome. So Naomi, I guess the same question to you. What was it about this script that made you want to be in this movie? And does it make it more difficult when it's a friend's film like it was for you? Uh, no, it just make it more difficult. I mean, I don't feel like I can ask for uh, my rate when it's a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing he's, you know, allegedly having to mortgage his already paid for house. Uh, you know, the least I can do is like give him a, a, a good deal. Um, but, um, no, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, Elope's not wrong. I, um, I always sort of, um, fancy myself a comedian. And so, uh, like I always imagined I'd be on like SNL one day. And so the fact that I, I found success doing HS, like completely different acronym, um, is, um, you know, kind of odd but at the same time I mean at the end of the day I'm a character actress you know and and um whether the character is like a, you know wearing a big wig and um high comedy or a shaved head and high drama it's really just a matter of like dialing that that knob you know whether it's um you know the tone of whatever you're doing um I mean the fact is that character Pepper very well could have been on uh, you know SNL I mean I I can just see it like with Toots as the cat you know going for a drive I mean I can only imagine in any case um uh but uh, so yeah I mean I've always you know Luke is a dear friend and I've always wanted to work with him and then yeah when um sort of Horror found me, and then he, you know, um, this was his first producing venture, and um, uh, he he came to me with it. It just seemed like a perfect fit, you know, like you said, given my following, um, because actually no one knows that I'm funny. No one knows that that, that I actually do that, so. Well, can I... I 
can I tell you one more thing about her though? Like we shot for 15 days initially, and then we knew we needed to do reshoots, and so we came back, we got the band back together, so to speak. We could only get the actors and the DP, and everyone was so busy with their own stuff, and we could only get them back for like four days. And it just so happened the four days were when it was the week of the Emmys, and Naomi had been nominated for an Emmy, and like I was like, hey, can you come back and do it? And she's like, I'll come back and do your small film, Mishra. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go to that gifting suite to get a trip, free trip to Barbados, but I will come back and do your movie. And she, and she did, because she's such a like great stand-up lady and a friend. And like you know, and, and I think she knew, too, and, and she's, we said this in other interviews, but like you know, she always says her dad's an architect, and we had a really good, like you know, basically a, a script, a blueprint. And if the execution could be there, she knew it could be something good, so it was special for her, and that's why she came back and actually helped us out very much for you know coming back during the week of the Emmys when she was nominated. Yeah. No. Still never been to Barbados, though. <laughs> <laughs> none, none of us are right now. Not, none, none of us right now are right now with fucking sorry, excuse me, uh, COVID. <laughs> I believe that. Do you, we curse on this or no? <laughs> yeah, we can. Yep, yeah, that's all right. Okay. All right. Cool. Naomi, I was going to ask. You said that horror found you. Were you a horror fan before horror found you? Not really. I mean, I I, I wouldn't say I didn't. It's not that I disliked it at all, uh, but I think I just, I have a whole new appreciation for what a horror fan is, you know, now having been to like, I don't know, a good hundred horror conventions in the world, at least from Australia to, you know, Amish country. I mean, who knew? I didn't even realize they had television, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, the the fact is... um, yeah, I mean, these people are next level. You know, I, I don't. You can see here, I've got like a, a room with like horror at art. Like, you know, uh, I like that's again, that's something I have never done. I have never like seen a movie and been so inspired that I wanted to like draw a character. And yet, evidently, a good you know hundred other people have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me, um, so yeah, like I'm not like that kind of level you know horror fan i would say like i said i'm just i'm a fan of good work i'm a fan of characters and um and i i I think honestly like like i said big characters tend to work in horror just like they do in in comedy i mean when you look at like some of the epic sort of uh iconic uh, horror characters in history, like Freddy Krueger and you know Jason Voorhees. I mean, they're they're kind of over the top when you think about it. I mean, with just like burn face and like razor gloves. Like these characters, uh, if you know, depending on how you, like I said, dial that knob, could could be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and sometimes they are. You know, in some of their incarnations. <laughs> so, so, like I said, I think the, the horror and, and, and comedy. I mean, I, I I definitely was always a comedy girl, but they're you know they're kind of um, two sides of the same coin. I think. Definitely, and this movie has been so well received right around the world. Tell us a little bit about those experiences. This is for both of you. Tell us a little bit about those experiences being able to go to different festivals around the world for this film. Well, I mean, we, um, uh, I was going to say, um, uh, Naomi got to go to uh, uh, Fantasia with us, and, uh, and also... It was in Montreal. Montreal. We went, for the world premiere, we, we flew a lot of the cast out there and stuff, and had a nice premiere party and everything else, and, and thank God we did, because we never got 
that because we had you know COVID and, and, and no premiere because uh, we came out April twenty fourth in the states. So that's another whole story. But like in terms of the film festival question you're asking, I went almost everywhere like with the film. Like I went from like, I had to take the dreadful flight from like Manchester or, or London, England, all the way to Australia. Uh, and that's not like the worst flight you can take. I can just tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I did get to stop over in Bali for a day and a half just because that's the way it worked out. Not miles ticket wise. It just happened to work out. That's good. I just tell my, I, I, that's, that's a true story. I tell my wife that all the time because she's like, you went to Bali without me, you know. Um, but um, but going, going to that place, going to Manchester, going to Spain, going to like all these different places we went with it, it what was really great was the audiences. The audiences like really got the film, especially horror audiences. And Australia, they definitely got it. They were a little more subdued than I thought they were going to be, I'll be honest. Uh, but, but um, some of the European audiences were like definitely like England was and stuff like that. I think they're being respectful of like not wanting to act out and like yeah and crap you know do a lot of stuff. But um, but the other places they were crazy for it like uh, Spain uh, and Madrid and also uh, Gerard Way and the French Alps and uh, like we went literally all over like Brooklyn you know. Columbus, Ohio. Like we went, to, we played about fourteen festivals, and, um, and and thank God because that was really the the that was the theater experience we got seeing an audience actually enjoy the film, and and uh, it just was it was so rewarding to like sort of like you know sweated like we, we shot the film in two thousand seventeen and then premiered like in July of two thousand nineteen, yeah. right? So it was like it took a long time to make this movie, and who knows if it's going to disappear and stuff, you know? I mean, sometimes it, they do, and uh, but we got weirdly lucky because well, lucky I don't think is lucky, but COVID was one of the reasons we did well because people are stuck at home, studios aren't releasing films. Yeah, you lost your like you know theatrical release, but you do really well on VOD and really well on VOD to the point that Netflix picks you up, and then Netflix picks you up, and all of a sudden. Like, you've done enough, like, sort of, like, grassroots marketing in terms of doing podcasts or whatever else from basically April to, like, August, and you are the number one movie on Netflix. You've beaten Jamie Foxx's masterpiece, Project Power, and uh, <laughs> you've knocked him off. You know, he was literally, he was almost on there 14 days at number one on Netflix, yeah. and he would, have been the number, he would have been the number one movie of the year thus far. And Forbes wrote an article, they're like, who is this new na- no-name movie? It came out of nowhere and defeated J.P. Fox's movie. And we're like, it's us! It's us! <laughs> so, yeah. It, it was funny. We actually, uh, you know... Uh, Yeah, I'm not saying it's run by me, allegedly, but like it's run by maybe many people. We are Legion. And uh, we, we sent Jamie Foxx a little tweet. We were like, hey, Jamie Foxx, sorry I had to beat you, player. But game recognizes game. Game recognizes game. <laughs> anyway, <that's... laughs> Did you get a response? No, unfortunately, no. I mean, uh, we would have wished, but... <laughs> you know, I, I, have ask, I have to ask you, what was it like coming down for Monster Fest? Because... Aussie horror fans are very, very unique. That's the only festival I've ever been to in the world where I've heard a director get up to do a Q&A and somebody stood up and said, I really didn't like your film. And they're, they're brutally honest. So what was it like for you at MonsterFest? Well, it was really great. Uh, you know, Jared and Grant, uh, Jared Johan and uh, Grant Hardy who run that festival are amazing people. And I became sort of friends with them, actually. Like, Jared came and when we uh, we went to Sun, we actually uh, rented a house, and Naomi was there, too. We had, we had a house, and Jared came, and we stayed with us at Sundance and stuff. So it was like a real family atmosphere, I'll say that, as far as the film festival staff's con- concerned. And they're, they're really smart at what they program and so forth. Like, you saw, like, the best of the best films. They really do bring it to you folks in Australia. Like, right now, they have this one, what is it, uh, Possessor? It's uh, David Cronenberg's son. Yep. Uh, this movie's come out, right? fucking amazing film and that's like playing 
in their roadshow for uh, for Monster Fest. They, they they have really programmed it really well. Now the fans, going back to your question, um, the fans are terrific. Um, they're actually super supportive, and they let like you know when you come out of the theater, you do Q and A. When you go, come out of the theater, they kind of want you to say you know say hi to the fans if you want, and talk to them, and take pictures with them, or whatever. And there were so many people like lined up like in this like theater, like this like it's crazy. You know, it's a great theater by the way. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a really Cinema cool art house theater. Yep. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but they were lined up to like talk to you and just like want to get a piece of you and say, "Hey, what did you do?" Da, da, da. I'm like, "I'll talk to you. I'll stay here. I'll stay here all night." Like, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy you a beer because they have a great bar in there too. Yeah. By the way, like terrific, terrific beers. Like, I mean, a great selection. I'm a big beer guy usually. Um, but um, no, no, the fans were amazing. Actually, the fans were very inquisitive. They were very like you know warm and loving and sweet. And like I said, like I became friends with so many of those people from the festival and even guys that are just always come to the festival like oh i buy the festival pass every year i went out and i had what was it called a uh, um the first time i've ever had a, a parma yes. parma parma yep yeah I had, I, had a, I had a parma with some of the fans like like two days later and some of the festival guys who are friends with them let's say but like i had a parma with them it was fucking awesome sorry I, yeah. yeah i can curse i can curse sorry <laughs> Naomi, I have to watch. Never been to Monster Fest. I was gonna say I've never been to Monster Fest, but um, I did go down there for Oz, uh, Oz Fest. Oh yeah, yep, yep. If you've heard of that, yeah, it's um, you know, like a Comic Con, pop culture, not necessarily just horror, but you know, pop culture in general. And man, it, first off, it was in Melbourne at um this fabulous uh, convention center. I mean, yep. really world class, and they treated us. So well, it was, I, I couldn't believe it. We, they, they said, oh, you know, we're sorry. Normally we'd have time to like take you out and like into the outback or whatever. And they said, so because we don't have time this time, we'll, we'll, we brought the animals to you. So they actually had like in the, you know, sort of green room where we'd go back and, you know, take a load off. They had like koalas and, you know, yeah. uh, alligators and Republicans, like all the everything. I was like, "What is happening?" Like I'm, like on my break, I'm like petting a, 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 a what is it called? Dugger, dunger, no. What is it? Somebody ate my baby. A dingo. 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 A dingo. I'm like petting a dingo. Anyway, it was it was a wild. Oh, they also had like massage a massage chair with like a like a around the clock masseuse, like just waiting if you you know for your whenever you needed a massage and they were like well you've come all this way you must be exhausted and it's like uh, well, uh, yeah but anyway again that was just a, like a special touch i of all the uh, you know hundreds of comic cons i've ever attended i've never gotten that that was pretty um pretty classy yeah it's, red carpet it's such a great convention and you get so close to the people i had a really one of the weirdest experiences ever as a journalist there a few years ago where they actually said to me, just go and wait in this room for a moment before you do the interview. They put me in the room, and Jason Momoa is standing in the room. And we just looked at each other, and he's like, hey, how you going? And it's like, that never happens at any other festival where you just get put in a room with a huge star. So, yeah. That's how I felt about the koalas. When have I ever been just in a room with a bunch of koalas? So, Naomi, I have to ask. I was afraid they were going to give me... We were, we were in a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, 
I was going to say, we almost hit, uh, we were at Sundance this last year, and I don't, Naomi, were you in the car with us? We almost, we almost hit, Jason Momoa almost got run over by us in our car. Like, he, like, <laughs> literally, like, he, he, like, slapped the car and was like, hey, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And we're like, and he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he ran away. And we're like, this is crazy. You could never imagine that. Like, we almost killed Jason Momoa. <laughs> Warner Brothers would have been super pissed at us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I nearly, I nearly killed um, Christian Slater on my block. He just, he was jaywalking, you know? It's like, you gotta wait for the walk sign. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're Christian Slater. Like, especially if you're Christian Slater. I don't want that blood on my car. Christian Slater. She, she, and by the way, she has like a mini car, one of those mini car things. Yeah. So I don't th I don't think she would have really killed him. <laughs> I, uh, right. No, it would have. Yeah, it would have hurt the car it, probably more it's, than it's hot. It's hot pink, and I don't see, I don't understand how he couldn't see it coming. But anyway. You have further questions for us. I know we're you know, yeah. giving you sides. No, now I'm just wondering how Entertainment Tonight would have broken that story if you'd actually hit Christian Slater. That would have been... <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, my question is going to be, Naomi, how nervous do you get when you've got a movie coming out and you're at the premiere like that with fans who can sometimes be brutally honest? Well, yeah, it's interesting. I get totally, like, a different level of nervousness, like you said, than if I'm, you know, I came from theater. And theater, like, anything could happen. Like, it's, it, you know, we've all seen, like, noises off, you know what I mean? Like, things, shit could go wrong, you know? And yet, um, with, a, with film, like, it's already been shot. It's already been cut. It's done. Like, really, nothing could go wrong. It's already done. But because, like I said, I am, like, kind of a, a performer at heart, I feel like a lack of control. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, if it does suck, it's just going to suck. Like, it's going to, the ship's going down, and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, whereas if at least I'm failing on stage, I can somehow, like, improvise my way out of it or, you know. Um, so, yeah, that that. It is a little nerve-wracking in that regard. You're kind of at the mercy of, you know, the directors and, and the, the editors and, you know, but people who's like, you know, you kind of just have to trust. Well, the movie definitely <laughs> doesn't suck. So I guess to, to finish up, where can people go out to grab a copy of the film here in Australia? And what would you like to say to all of the Aussie people out there before they get a chance to sit down and watch the film? I can tell you where it's playing. Like so, uh, it's on. It's, it's on DVD. It's on a, a JB Hi-Fi. Yep. Is that I'm saying that right? Yes. Uh, they have it. Um, they have it, and they have it in stock. I've seen pictures of it. Uh, our friend Jared from uh, from uh, Monster Fest took some pictures for me of it in the store, so it's there. And then uh, in terms of VOD, uh, it's on iTunes, Amazon, um, Fetch TV, YouTube. Um, I'm forgetting somebody, but uh, if you just Google it, you'd find it really easily. It's on all. It's, it's on a bunch of digital platforms. Oh, Telus, Telusara. Yeah. Oh, uh, am I saying that right? Like, um, yeah, it's on them too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's, I think it's on, on the, the, the major platform, digital platforms, and then on, also on DVD. And um, what was the other part of the question? I think you said oh, something what else. Would you, or what, no? would you like, what would you both like to say to all the Aussie horror fans out there before they go and check out the film? Naomi. Oh, gosh. Um, don't watch the trailer. Just go right on in, totally blind. Um, that's uh, I, just in our experience.
because we found that people who are surprised, you know, who have zero expectations are the ones that are the most sort of delighted by it. Um, it's because it's, it's, it's fun. It's it, like a looks said, it's a tight 90 minutes. Um, it's, uh, but the, the, it's unlike uh, reading rainbow, it's the less, you know, the yeah. better. <laughs> well, Naomi, that's, that's... thank you so much for coming on our show today. You've got a legion of fans here in Melbourne. And now I know a look is going to have a legion of fans after this movie comes out on uh, for everybody as well. So thank you so much to both of you for coming on our show today. Of course. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. A lot of fun. We are, we, we uh, love the heavy. Yeah. And hopefully we get to see you both back in Melbourne some stage in the future when we're not in lockdown anymore as well. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Love nothing more. Well, well, we'll have a parma. Uh, yeah, it's, it's delicious. It uh, it's amazing. I don't even, I don't know what it is. I came it's, home it's, with some Vegemite, which I still can't get through. It's a lot of cheese and deliciousness going on with like oh. different different things. You can make it different ways. There's like a hundred yeah. different ways. We went to like Mrs. Parma and her five something fingers, or I forget what it was called, but like yeah, we went over there. But um, no, no, I was gonna say hopefully um, uh, we're trying to shoot our next movie hopefully in March uh, with uh, COVID and everything like this. And um, you know, yeah, I tell you the truth, if if Trump won, I really do want to move to Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah. That was I, I, well, Sydney's more of the comp. Uh, the comparable city to LA, to be honest, because yeah. like you have like the temperate weather, let's call it. Uh, your ocean is just still cold and shitty, like that's what it is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you have like a metropolitan, amazing city. Like I know, I know you guys are different places, but um, uh, they have, you have a metropolitan, amazing city where you have all the kinds of different foods and some great ethnicity and da da da. And so I was like, uh, if, if if things go to hell here, I want to come to Australia, and specifically I want to come to Sydney. But uh, if we can if we can get our next movie shot in March. Uh, I think we can get it ready for Monster, Monster Fest, actually. So, uh, you know, we've been talking to those guys, and we'll see what happens, you know. Awesome. Got to play like everybody else. Awesome. Well, we cannot wait. Like I said, come to Melbourne. We'll make you a Palmer. So, yeah, you're both welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. They have such good stuff. They have good curries. They have good everything there. It's just, it's, they have a lot of fresh ingredients. I'm a big food person, and I really enjoyed the, like, you know, uh, five, seven days I spent there and stuff. It was a lovely, lovely city and stuff. And, you know, yeah. I can't, I think we can't, we can't all wait to be out of lockdown and come to visit people, right? So, <laughs> well, thank you so much to both of you. Um, like I said, hopefully we do get to see you soon, but thank you so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thanks Cheers. so much. Cheers. Awesome. Well, I'll let you both go, but thank you, and uh, see you soon. Sounds good. Awesome. I stopped the recording, and uh, I'm going to... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.